I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls. Welcome once again to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship. And since we're in February, uh, which is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. In fact, uh, Deborah Hackworth is here with us today, and she just uh, let us know that it's the 10th anniversary of Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Um, so Deborah's going to join us today, and Tori is back with us again today as well. And we're going to talk about um, not just the kinds of activities that we're doing to to prevent and heal from teen violence awareness, but how this all came about and what Teen Violence Awareness Month is all about. Yeah, so um, this is Deborah, and um, 10 years ago in 2010, not many people outside of the domestic violence movement was really talking about dating violence because uh, most of us, if we're not um, personally acquainted with it, we don't recognize that it's happening with kids. When you talk about domestic violence, most people think that that's something that happened with adults. It's happening in marriages. And Mm -hmm. so um, those in the domestic violence movement began to see more and more teens coming forward talking about what they were experiencing. And we had to give it a name. And so the name that was given, it was dating violence because it is a little different than um, an adult relationship of intimate partner violence. And so um, in 2010, I believe it was Break the Cycle. And you can um, look them up online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They began to spread the word about um, teen dating violence and um, established Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. And it's apropos that it's in February because um, February is the month where there's um, Valentine's right. Day. And um, a lot of teens want to be hooked up <laughs> during Valentine's sure. Day. Well, and I mean, in high like schools, that. you have dances and all kinds yeah. of oh, things yeah. that go on, buy a flower at lunch and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, sure, you want to be part of that. Yeah, and so what we wanted to do in bringing awareness to this is to move past the, oh, this is just puppy love, Mm -hmm. they'll get over it, and the um, boys will be boys and girls will be girls, and really look at what's going on in teen relationships, shining a light on that, and um, pointing out what's healthy and unhealthy, so that, you know, in our efforts to end domestic violence, it's starting at such an early age. It's pre-high school now. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And so um, if we can shine awareness on it, educate children about it, 
then hopefully we can stop it because the younger a person starts to abuse the more lethal they are later on in life and the longer they get away with it so yes yeah. yes and there's got and there has to be accountability we don't we don't only want to make people aware of it but we want to hold perpetrators accountable um, for what they're doing also and so um yeah so that's was the beginnings of um teen dating violence awareness month and here we are 10 years later um thankfully still talking about it still raising awareness going into schools using social media and other outlets to spread the word about it and what teens can do to to prevent this or to make mm -hmm. it stop happening right and one thing that we have noticed that has changed in the past 10 years is in the way that abuse is happening. Because it used to be if you didn't see a person um, face to face, mm -hmm. you couldn't abuse them. But now because of technology, um, abusers are able to have access to their victims 24 hours, right. seven days a week. Right. And so the digital age have brought in a whole new form of um abuse tactics that abusers can use to keep tabs on their um, partner and also um, control them. Tori, you were involved in a lot um, of teen dating abuse earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so spending this month talking about prevention and those kinds of activities uh, has to affect you, I would think. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the more I go into the schools, um, whether I'm doing healthy relationships or doing a table, some students are really surprised at the um, the month. Some people don't, still don't know that this month exists or that the awareness exists. And then I noticed that when I would say it um, to some kids, they'll shy and walk away. It'll be some that'll stay and listen, and there's some that'll walk away. Um, but when I talk to the kids and have conversations with them, they're realizing that they may have went through it themselves or that they see friends that are going through it. And sometimes I can share that experience with them that sometimes it's not as... Um, as serious as people think or not I wouldn't say that not it doesn't go to the physical abuse all the time with teens it can which be, doesn't mean it's not abuse. yes and they're um they're getting to the point where they notice that where it's very emotional and very verbal especially with social media um with the children um just, and you have been able to well obviously go through the hope the healing and everything else and now are able to help kids and give back and prevent some of this from happening in their futures. Yeah, I think that makes a difference as well, having someone to talk to that has gone through Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, we don't always have to talk to someone that went through it, but having that person that's still close in age that can talk about in that experience. Most students, when I do get to tell my story um, in person, they're surprised and they're shocked and they have more questions like, how'd you get out of it? Your parents weren't aware. And they, um, they kind of connect more and they want to talk about it and kind of tell what they may be going through as well and ask how can they get out of it themselves right right um of course looking on our website is always a helpful thing but what what like okay today if you if you meet up with a, a teenager who says okay this is happening to me what do i do now what what advice do you give them what can you tell them it's hard to give specific advice i'll ask them if they're even aware of what they want to do 
because mm-hmm. um, you might not want to have a decision right then and there. Um, just ask about what they're, what is happening in the relationship, what they want to get out of it, and what they want to see change. Mm-hmm. And we go from there because you got to start with the basics first instead of trying to just automatically get them out of the situation if they're not sure what they want to do. Especially as a teen, you're still growing, so they may not even know what they're doing is abuse or what they're going through is abuse. Right. I would tell a teen is if you believe that you're in a domestic or a dating violent um, relationship, trust your gut. If you believe you're being um, mistreated, trust your instincts, trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Um, Go to someone that you feel is a safe person to talk to. Talk it out with them. You know, see, because one thing that abusers want to do is isolate you from other people. And so break that silence by going to someone and saying, you know, hey, this is what's going on in my relationship. Does that sound okay to you? Also, if you're not comfortable with going to talk to someone, there are um, websites like um, Love is Respect. Is it dot org? Yeah, Love is Respect dot org, and that's geared toward te- um, teens. And they actually have a healthy relationship quiz. Are you in a healthy relationship? And they'll give you the results of that. Oh, that's a great thing, especially if it's a first relationship. They might not really know exactly what's too far, what's acceptable. And they even have a quiz for abusers. Am I an abuser? Wow. Because sometimes um, teens, male and female, they've grown up seeing things. And so this is their norm. And so, um, hmm. Some of the things that I heard Tori say or some of the things that I've um, seen online makes me think that I might be an abuser. So I can go to this website and it's anonymous and I can take this quiz to check myself Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm not being the perpetrator or the abuser in a relationship. Another thing I really love about loversrespect.org, a teen can get on there and chat with a peer um, advocate who will help give them resources because they may not be comfortable or even able in front of their abuser to pick up the phone and call our 800 number, which teens are welcome Mm -hmm. to at any time. But sometimes they can't have that verbal conversation. Who can I talk to? They can go online and chat with a peer advocate and be able to get the help that they need also. And frequently, teens talking to teens is a great way to to come out of a relationship or, or find some good resources, especially if they're nervous or afraid to go to a grown-up. They don't want to rat people out. You know, there's <laughs> that whole um, bad vibe of doing something like that. So being able to talk to a, to a teen is wonderful. Yeah, another thing they have on there is not just like what um, another relationship looks like. They have what a good relationship will look like as well. So they have resources to tell what's safe, what's acceptable. They talk about setting boundaries in relationships um, with each other. They have quizzes on what to say. They have actual questions, I think, on how to talk to your parents about it as well. So they have a lot of resources on that website. I've used the test myself just to see, like, if it's too much or if I can um, answer the questions easily. And it's it's fairly easy as well to answer the test. Um, the quizzes are easy. All the resources are good. And they update the statistics very often as well. Oh, that's good, too. So, um, so we've been talking about the Love is Respect website um, as part of Teen Daily Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, we have Respect Week. And uh, Tori, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. 
Um, okay, so yeah, so right now what I'm personally doing is going inside the schools. Um, so I've been into Centerville already this month, and I just have a table with information, talk about the know it eight cards, um, what a healthy relationship looks like. So we're talking, we're spreading our awareness about that. This coming up week, I'm going to Constantine High School, and I have an info table during their lunches where teens can come mm-hmm. and talk and learn about everything. Um, but this upcoming week is the Respect Week. Um, so Monday is Respect Announcement. Um, so they basically want you to talk about what respect is. Like you can talk about it in person, posting on social media. Um, they actually have a specific announcement, it looks like. There's a statistic they say um, one in three teens experience dating abuse. Everyone deserves a safe and healthy relationship. If you or someone you know has a question about your relationship or a friend's relationship, you can visit loveisrespect.org or text love is to 22522. So you have a way. It's not just a website, but you can text them as well. And so most high schools send out their announcements via social media or they have them, you know, on a like we have power school at our school, which a lot of schools do. Kids could see that. So it's not like, I mean, for that whole week, that announcement should be running through the whole week. For most of the high schools, they could find that information right at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. And our theme this year that we're going with um, is the same as loveisrespect.org. We're doing a hashtag one thing. And what hashtag? I've seen that in my school. Yeah. Oh, well, great. Yeah. I didn't great. know what it was exactly because like, yeah. I don't always pay and attention, so, but I will now. Yeah, and um, our campaign is, um, is focused on small but meaningful, actionable steps that everyone can take by learning just one thing about teen dating violence and sharing it with a friend. Everyone, no matter how old they are, can make a difference. And so collectively, using our voice, we can make a difference. But everybody has a responsibility to help end this. And so what one thing can you learn? What one thing can you say? What one thing can you do to end dating violence? That's great. Wow. Okay. And so then the rest of the week as we continue with that as well? Uh, after Monday, on Tuesday, we have um, wearing Orange Day. Orange is the, the color that they use every year for um, Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Um, so just wearing orange, it shows that you... Um, are supporting in the month and the cause um, you can either wear an actual shirt that's orange or they say that you can just uh, make a mark on your hand so if someone asks you like what does that represent you're able to tell them like teen dating violence awareness month um, you may take a picture of yourself and hashtag one theme and teen domestic violence awareness month which would be hashtag tdvam um, you can challenge your friends to see if they'll wear it and put it on put it on social media it's just spreading the awareness about um, healthy relationships um, on Wednesday is to respect yourself. Um, I like this one. We talk about that a lot when I do healthy relationships as far as like it's hard to have respect for someone else if you don't have respect for yourself or True. the self-respect in general. Um, so it's so imp- it talks about it's important to take care of yourself and your self-love. So organizing um, a wellness talk with your friends or walking with your friends. Um, doing something simple like it says taking a bath or watching your favorite show. So taking that time to just do things for yourself. Be nice um, to yourself. Yeah. 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 It's that one day, but you should pretty much be doing that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also rec- recommend taking a self-care, uh, self-care quiz and a self-care checklist. That's on Love is Respect as well. On Thursday um, is the Healthy Relationship Awareness. And while no two relationships are the same because everybody has different personalities, there may be um, things in your relationship that um, are good and are bad. And what we want everyone to do 
is um, define what a healthy relationship is. Sometimes we focus so much on what is unhealthy, we don't focus on what is healthy. And every healthy relationship requires honest communication, trust, safety, and respect. And this applies to all relationships, regardless of um, a person's sexual orientation or identity. So one thing that you can do is create a post on social media about healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships. And if you have any questions, um, you can um, tune into um, Love is Respect's um, Healthy Relationship Ask Me Anything on Facebook. And so you can go to Love is Respect's um, Facebook page and they have an Ask Me Anything, hmm. which is a great way for teens to be able to um, ask and answer those questions. Okay, and now we come to Friday. Friday is Val- Friday is Valentine's Day. So to wrap up Respect Week, um, it says to tell the person that you're dating or any friend that you actually care about them and you want them to feel safe in your relationship, whether it's a friendship or an intimate relationship. By just having an open dialogue about what healthy relationships means to you. Um, teen dating violence is something that affects way too many people every year. Um, and it creates So create a pact with your friends to talk about unhealthy behavior and healthy behavior, whether you talk about what equality is, what it looks like to you, um, talk about a character maybe on your favorite show that you notice that is in, um, and every moment you take, raise awareness is an important, raising awareness is an important one. Um, So then, okay, so after this week, which is Respect Week, mm -hmm. um, still part of the Teen Violence Awareness Month, what what kind of activities will be following up then? So if you're really big on social media, that's a big way to spread awareness. Um, some ideas for you to post, maybe some statistics. Um, so posting like one in three teens experiencing dating abuse, that's one too many, and you hashtag one thing or hashtag love is respect. Um, also, 43% of college women report experiencing abuse dating behaviors. Um, you can text love is for support or hashtag those things as well. Um, saying anyone could be the victim of dating abuse. Um, you have the right to know your own digital privacy. You don't have to share passwords. I have that conversation a lot with teens. Um, love is respect. Respecting boundaries is a good way to keep your relationship healthy and secure. Dating abuse can be just as lethal as adult partner abuse. Um, there is no excuse for abuse and Another statistic, 81% of parents believe teen dating violence is not an issue or admit they don't know if it's an issue and says, let's change that. Yeah, which I think that's true. I mean, because it's maybe it's the first boyfriend or girlfriend that they've had and and they're still maybe going out in crowds or that sort of thing. And you just don't know what's happening with your teen. and, And you would never assume that their first relationship would be a teen violent relationship and yeah. those you've got to as a parent ask those questions and if your parents aren't asking those questions as a teenager you know say hey why don't you ask me this i need to talk about something that was my response from my mom because before i did my podcast i didn't tell them the story and then oh. when she found out that i did the podcast i had to sit down and tell her my stepdad some of the things they still don't know everything mm-hmm. but um their response was like she felt like she failed as a parent. She didn't. She wish she would have saw more signs, or she said she did see some things, but she didn't say anything because she wanted me to, you know, be as free as possible. But um, 
her speaking up would have been really important. So she does know that now, but having her look back, so she may feel bad sometimes as a parent because you don't know what to right. say to your child. Right. And of course, you want the best for your child. And mm-hmm. if you're not quite sure what to do, I mean, ask. Maybe, hopefully, the answer is no, things are fine, but you got to find out. Even if that is the answer, it's not, that's right. not always what's really going on. So you got to pay attention that's and right. be, be very attentive on the questions you ask and the conversations. Ha- I would have wanted my mom to have conversations earlier in right. life about relationships and be truthful with me with things. Right. I would say as a parent that we should risk um, alienating our children I in agree. order to keep them safe. A lot of times we don't want to say things that would um, upset them. But I know of um, parents who have rather their children been upset with them than right. to have lost a child Absolutely. to what was going Absolutely. on. Yeah, my mom would always tell me, and I told my daughter as well, you know, you can blame me for anything. If you're mm-hmm. in a situation, you say, nope, my mom called, my mom texted, I have to leave now, whatever, my mm-hmm. mom will let me, whatever it is, tell me later what I'm supposed to be doing, but you blame me for anything you want to, and that Absolutely. is perfectly fine. Absolutely. So we're encouraging people to use that hashtag one thing for Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, but um, at DASIS, we're using that all year to spread awareness for domestic violence and sexual abuse. Because I'm sure sometimes whatever the one thing might be that that person needed to be helped, mm-hmm. that that's the thing that you want to make sure that they can do, regardless of what week or month it is. Right. And the last thing we want to talk about is safety. Safety is paramount um, in someone being able to... Um, get safe from a relationship that they're in. And so we have some safety tips that Tori's going to share. Okay. These safety tips come from loveisrespect.org as well. Um, so there's are, these are things you can do to keep yourself safe every day. Um, carrying your cell phone and keeping important telephone numbers at all times. Maybe having some on speed dial or having like a certain name to us where you can get to those easily. Um, keep in touch with someone you trust about where you're going. So every day if you're going somewhere, especially when you're going somewhere new, telling them where you're going. Um, staying out of isolated places and never walk around alone. Um, if possible, you alert um, dorm or campus safety about what's happening in your relationship um, so it doesn't allow abusers into the building. Um, avoid places where your abuser or friends or uh, family will be. Avoid speaking to your abuser if it is unavoidable. It's not That's not always possible, um, but if you are able to avoid that. Um, call 911 if you feel your safety is at risk. Um, look into getting a protective order so that you can have legal support. Um, Also remember that abuse is not your fault and that you deserve to be in a safe and healthy relationship. Um, And then it gives a couple more tips about social life. Um, Asking your friends to keep their cell phones with them at all times as well. So if you need to call someone, make sure your friends are aware or family, if you have family that you trust. Um, If possible, when you go into malls or bars or parties, um, keep someone with them and make sure their abusive partner is not um, going in that same place. Avoid going out alone, especially at night. Um, Be aware of your surroundings, um, aware of where you can go to a safe place for an emergency. If you plan on drinking, um, be sure to have a sober driver who is not your abusive partner. And spend time with people who make you feel safe. So probably spending more time with your friends and your family as well. And also talks about being safe online and with your cell phone. Um, Not saying or doing anything online that you wouldn't in person, so you're not harming someone else. Um, 
set all online profiles to be as private as they can be. Um, well, that's a that's a big one. Teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes everybody can get to their pages, and that's not what you want to have happen. People have their friends have their passwords, their right. partners have their passwords. They think that you know it's okay, it's whatever, but it's, it's okay to have a private life. And I don't think that we are seeing that a lot with this generation. Um, says uh, save and keep track of any abusive, threatening, or harassing comments, posts, or text. So if someone's sending you something, or if you notice a post, make sure you're keeping that for evidence. Um, Answer, don't answer calls from unknown or blocked or private numbers. Um, communicate with your abuser using, um, not to communicate with your abuser using any form of technology if, um, if that's unnecessary. So all these steps to try to keep it safe as possible. Absolutely. We've yeah. Say, oh yeah, being an active bystander. So if you see something, say something to someone. Try to maybe not always get involved, but say something to someone when you see it. If you see it on your neighborhood and or in school, yeah, okay to say, and we're we're kind of back to that as well. And I think a lot of teens are realizing that yes, it is okay to say, and even better than okay, it's it's helpful and what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. We've uh, learned a lot about teen violence and preventing teen violence. Um, Teen Violence Awareness Month is needed and helpful, and we know our teens are really going to pay attention and get some great information. Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org. That's dasasmi.org. Or call our hotline at 800-828-2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it, all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.